the studio of Politics Weekly presents the reaction to the first Democratic debates for the 2020 presidential election. Today, we will talk about both debates featuring Democrats hoping to win the Democratic nomination to take on Donald Trump. Today, we have our guest, Jeffrey Cleary. Tonight, we'll talk about the first night of debates, which featured Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, former Texas Congressman Beto O'Rourke, New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, former U.S. Secretary of Housing and Urban Development Julian Castro, Washington Governor Jay Inslee, Hawaii Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard, former Maryland Congressman John Delaney, Ohio Congressman Tim Ryan, and New York, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio. We'll also talk about the second night of debates, which featured former U.S. Vice President Joe Biden, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg, California Senator Kamala Harris, businessman Andrew Yang, author Marianne Williamson, Colorado Senator Michael Bennett, California Congressman Eric Swalwell, former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper, and New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. Our reaction to the first Democratic primary debates of the 2020 presidential election begin now. Welcome to a Politics Weekly special. Uh, this one is a reaction uh, to the two nights uh, of Democratic uh, primary debates uh, that unfolded uh, yesterday and today as of the time of this recording. Uh, here with me, he's been on quite a bit, is my father, Jeff Cleary. Uh, and thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Nolan. Happy to be here again. A four-time uh, uh, guest on your show. Yes. So, uh, first let's talk a little bit about, uh, the first debate. So participating in the first debate, uh, New York, New York mayor, Bill de Blasio, Ohio Congressman Tim Ryan, uh, former secretary of housing and urban development, Julian Castro, New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, uh, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, former Texas Congressman Beto O'Rourke, uh, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, uh, Hawaii Congresswoman uh, Tulsi Gabbard, and then... Uh, and the other two. Oh, well, uh, Washington Governor Jay Inslee. Oh, good for you. And Mar former Maryland Congressman John Delaney. Okay, and then tonight, uh, we had author Marianne Williamson, California cuckoo, Congressman... Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Save it for the coverage. Uh, California Congressman Eric Swalwell, New York, Cong uh, New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, Colorado Senator Michael Bennett, former Colorado Governor 
John Hickenlooper, businessman Andrew Yang, California Senator Kamala Harris, South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, uh, and Vice President Joe Biden, former Vice U.S. Vice President Joe Biden. Of course, notably absent uh, were people like um, uh, the four people I believe that were absent were uh, Montana Governor Steve Bullock, former Alaska Senator uh, Mike Gravel, uh, Miramir, Florida Mayor uh, Wayne Messam, who is of course a guest on our show, uh, Massachusetts Senator. Uh, Seth Moulton, and then uh, obviously former Pennsylvania Congressman Joe Sestak just got in this week, so he couldn't be in the debates. But let's get into it. So first of all, overall, both nights, what were your thoughts on both debates? Just well, your general thoughts. Well, well Nolan, first of all, I, I want to congratulate you on, on this fine show and the, and, and, and the people that you've gotten on, but I, I would take umbrage with your, your statement that noticeably absent because they were not noticeably absent at all. Um, uh, they, no one knows who they are. In fact, of these 20, as we know, only 13 of them qualified under the original rules, except as Democrats will do, they changed the rules. All right. So, uh, let's talk about the first debate. Okay. So, out of uh, the first night debate, who do you believe was who do you believe were the biggest? Well, who do you think was the number one biggest winner, and who do you think was the number one biggest loser? Well, I I, I looked at Drudge this morning, and I know that people said that uh, Tulsi Gabbard uh, had 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 gotten the most votes. I think over forty eight thousand, so she was declared the biggest winner. I I didn't think that it was a particularly strong performance. You and I have talked. Uh, a lot about about the famous debate between uh, John Kennedy and and Richard Nixon and everybody who who watched the debate thought that Nixon had won and everyone who listened to the debate to the, the other way debate thought that Kennedy had won. Um, I I didn't think that Tulsi Gabbard was particularly strong, although I do think that she made many remarks to separate herself from 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 the field. And, and and shockingly, as as you and I have just discussed in private, I thought that on two occasions, and this is very awkward for me to say, the strongest winner, in in many ways, was was uh, Wilhelm De Blasio, who who rightly at the end of the debate, when when everyone was asked who was the biggest existential threat to the United States, he was the only one who said Russia, and this is from a crew of 10 candidates who have spent the last two and a half years telling us that the biggest threat and the most danger was not only the Soviet Union or the former Soviet Union, Russia, but also will be in the 2020 election. And they said Iran and they said climate change. But the only one who said, and I believe rightly so, identified the real enemy was, was uh, Wilhelm uh, de Blasio. So, so from, a, from an honesty standpoint, and I cannot believe I'm saying this about the, the current mayor of New York, I, I, think, I think he was, he was right there. I would also say the winner, one winner was, was uh, NBC for getting the debate, and I would say another winner was all of the candidates for not getting one single tough question. Um, you know, 
De Blasio also happened to mention that he, he, he was the only one that mentioned that he wanted to go back to asking Congress for a declaration of war. And, 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 and you and I are in pretty much agreement of, of these needless, careless, and bloody wars. And, 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 you know, and all presidents in the past have been, have been uh, very quick to act without consulting with Congress. So it's, it's very difficult for me to say, but um, I think de Blasio did very, very well. All right. Um, and uh, who do you think was the biggest loser? Well, I, I, I think, you know, the, obviously, again, the lesser-known candidates, nobody uh, rose to the occasion. But I think, I think the biggest loser, and probably became even a bigger loser tonight, after tonight's debate, was Beto O'Rourke. I think that, I think that uh, Mayor Pete did pretty well tonight. I don't declare him the winner tonight, but I think he, 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 he showed himself to be a pretty, good, uh, pretty good on the stage this evening. And Beto looked weak last night. He was very quick to rush into the Spanish. He seems uncomfortable. He's not comfortable in his own skin. And, 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 and candidates, and I can talk to you about politics and, polit- and politicians, not only on the stage, but past politicians who are just comfortable in, the skin, in their skin. They know who they are. Um, and, and I just don't think that Beto is, is comfortable in his own skin. And I think his performance last night was poor. And I think that uh, his main rival is Mayor Pete. And I don't think Mayor Pete made any great errors tonight. So I think, I think the big loser last night was probably Beto. All right. And going to, uh, the, uh, to Twitter to look at some of the reactions, we have one reaction from former Alaska Senator Mike Ravel who says, Andrew Yang and Marianne Williamson, two candidates, whatever your disagreements with them are, are bringing new ideas to the debate stage should have gotten more speaking time. Wow. Your thoughts? Wow. I think Marianne I think Marianne would very much like marijuana to be legalized in New York State. Well, let's talk a little bit about the second debate. So first of all, who do you think was the biggest winner of the second debate? We talked a little bit about that a second ago, but we we we, we did, and, and I'm not sure that I'm going to get a lot of agreement on this, but I do think the biggest winner this evening was Vice President Biden. Um, I think he held his own. I think I think that one interaction with uh, uh, from uh, uh, Senator Harris, uh, he 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 would she tried to put him in a corner, and he. He punched his way out of that corner, and he did it in a professional manner, and 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 left questions for uh, Senator Harris's um, initial attacks. I think he was very much a winner. I I don't think that Senator Harris uh, was bad this evening. I think she was aggressive, and I think she was articulate, and I and I and I think that she is a force to be reckoned with, um, and I think and I think. Going to last night, I think Senator Harris may have done some damage to Elizabeth Warren tonight for those who are seeking a woman. Um, and I think, I think the third winner and for this evening, I would, I would say, was Mayor Pete. I think, I think he, he was very sincere in the way he addressed the shooting in South Bend, uh, a city that you know I love very well, um, home to the University of Notre Dame. Uh, a, a university, by the way, that he never mentions in his speech, uh, probably the largest employer of, of his town. Uh, I'd say that they were the three big winners. 
I would say that the the uh, one of the true losers, other than the unknowns, the true unknowns, uh, was Senator Gillibrand, who is was overtly aggressive, and and just trying to get as much speaking time in, whether she knew what she was talking about or not. And going back to some of the social media reactions, uh, somebody named Jess. Dweck uh, says on Twitter, the winner of the debate should be whoever can explain how Marianne Williamson got there. He may be right. He may be right. All right. Um, now, going into this debate, there was a lot of uh, speculation and talk as to whether any of the lesser-known candidates pulling in single digits uh, could potentially pull, use this uh, as a launching pad uh, to to help launch their campaign into stardom, do you think that there are any there were any underdog candidates that may have benefited uh, from uh, this debate in a positive way? Well, I think I think that first of all, as as the DNC is very well known to do, they changed the rules. Thirteen. Let's face it, the rules that they established thirteen people qualified for rules for the debates, and then they changed the rules. Uh, so. Every one of those seven people were winners in, in the respect to the question that you're asking because they, they changed the rules. Um, if I was Bernie Sanders, my head would be exploding because they, they keep trying to defeat him. And how do they defeat him? Now they add, they, they, 13's not enough, they add another seven to put into the mix. I, I, so I, I think the clear winners to the, to, the, to the tune of the question that you're asking are the seven who didn't qualify under the initial Democrat rules. Um, all right. Um, so, uh, let's see what's going to next. Oh, um, now, an another thing a lot of people were wondering is, uh, could this debate hurt somebody so badly that it could force them to drop out right now? Do you think there was anybody who bombed so badly that they may have to drop out very soon? Well, Nolan, you and I have you and I have had a lot of time to talk about this issue, and and the the shape and the science of campaigning has changed so much in the in in the recent past uh, via the internet. It used to be that you needed to spend a lot of money in big media markets to compete, and if you didn't have the money, you couldn't compete. But the internet. And where people and the and the sources where people get their information from have changed so much, and so much of the internet is free or very cheap, that it, it makes it easier, much 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 easier, for candidates to stay in the race and candidates to join the race, and that may be why we're seeing such a big field uh, at at this point, and we saw uh, two and a half years ago with the Republicans because it is cheaper and and. And, and easier to stay in the race. And I, and I think that as, as time goes on, we may have a, a world where 40, 50, 100 candidates in each party uh, 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 take off in the beginning. And that's just, that's just the nature of technology. So um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. While there are people who didn't register tonight, to answer your question, I, there are people who didn't really register or score any punches I'm not sure they need to get out because, as I've said to you before, they need to afford a Motel 6 for themselves and one aid and a, and a Navis rental car and the ability to send out a couple of press releases. It's not very expensive, 
And if they're individually self-wealthy, they can they can stay in this for a very long time. Uh, all right. So, and I know I'm giving you answers that are as long as the candidates did this evening during the debate. Uh, well, again, going back to social media, David uh, Rothkopf, uh, another reaction from Twitter, says, It is very hard to overstate how hard it is to do what Kamala Harris did tonight. Such a big group, such well-known names, such short answers. It's just one debate, It, but it was pretty dazzling. Um, but let me, uh, let me ask you this next question. Uh, were there any moments specifically from the two nights that really stuck out in your minds? Well, first, first of all, of all the superlatives I can think of, dazzling tonight or last night would not be in my top 50. Uh, I think that one of the most significant moments in the debate was the conversation between Vice President Biden and Kamala Harris this evening. I, th- I think that was very uh, important. And um, I also think that um, uh, last, last, last night, uh, Chuck, Chuck Todd uh, lost uh, a great amount of control of the, of the, of the debate. Um, and, and, and as you've pointed out, the, the, um, the uh, open mic was a disaster. But I, I, I do think that if, if I was going to give an award for, for the actual debate tonight, I would give it, or, or both nights, I would say that Vice President Biden's um, response to the attack, um, and, and I think unfair attack by Senator Harris, uh, was, was significant and noteworthy. All right. Um, so uh, one uh, per... Uh, so, uh, the next reaction is from uh, conservative activist Mike Cernovich, uh, who says, What matters uh, most according to Democrats in debates? Uh, uh, preg- pregnancy benefits for transgender women, open borders, free health care for everyone who makes it past the open border. Pandering to the social mob is going as well as expected. Um, do you think there were any moments? that really, really, a specific moments that really, really hurt a candidate? I, 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 I don't, and I, and, I, and I think I blame NBC for that. I, I, I think that the real problem is, is that there were no tough questions asked. I mean, this, NBC softballed them. They, they, they did not ask not, not one hard-hitting question. Did they ask Joe Biden about, about his, uh, his uh, criminal justice uh, Support of the criminal justice reform bill. Uh, did, did, you know, I mean, did they ask uh, Senator Gillibrand about her her A plus rating with the NRA? Did they ask? They, they, I, I did not hear a hard hitting question uh, among, from 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 the quote unquote mainstream media and NBC. Um, and when and when you have um, sources such as as um, Rachel Maddow even participating. In a debate, uh, one must question uh, the motivation of the network and and their, you know, collaboration with the Democratic uh, National Committee. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of controversy about whether uh, Pete Buttigieg should have gone to the debate because of the controversy in his town, or whether he should have 
stayed home from that. What do you do? You personally believe it was the right thing for him to? I don't. I. I. I look. Look. If I was running against people to judge, I would use it against him. I don't. I don't think that there's any. He's. He announced he was running for president. Um, and and I and I think he equated himself well in his answers, uh, regarding the tragedy in South Bend. Um, but I don't think that there's a problem with him going to the debate. Um, this, this is something, this is a tactic that everyone uses against their opponent. And when you have 19 other opponents, they're all going to pile on. Uh, but Pete Buttigieg is a very impressive guy. And win or lose uh, in the next few years, he's somebody we're going to be hearing from for, for a very long time. And while I, I disagree with him on most issues, I think he's a very thoughtful person. And, and I think that we're lacking thoughtful people and intelligent people of his caliber. And again, while I, will, I disagree with him on most things, I think I'm, I'm interested in, in his contribution to the national debate. Uh, and was there any uh, specific line from either of the knights, from any of the candidates, that really stuck out in your head? Well, um, again, I'll go back to Wilhelm de Blasio, who, who, who did indeed say that Russia uh, was a, a, a major threat um, to, to, to the nation. Um, and, I, and, and, I, and I thought that in the closing remarks of last night, that was a, a really... Uh, a really big uh, issue. Um, I think I think that um, some of the things that weren't said were just as is is um, evident. Uh, I thought that Jay Inslee last night um, was really a wet rag and 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 didn't wasn't able to defend himself on most things but but I I will tell you again and it shocks me as much as I know it shocks you that uh, Mayor de Blasio uh did a pretty good job last night. Um now uh, many people there's obviously a lot of controversy about the uh choice to get Rachel Maddow to moderate the debate. Uh what how do you think she did? Oh, I think she did. I think she did. She she was a cheerleader, and I think she did terribly. I think NBC did terribly. I think the country was hurt by the absolute not only lack of hard questions, but the the embrace of the candidates. There, there was there was there, there, this this was just a, a, an anti-Trump forum. It was and 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 as you know, I'm not a Trump supporter, Nolan. You know, I didn't vote for President Trump. I'm happy to say, uh, I'm 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 I don't know if I'm happy to say it, but I will say tonight I will not be supporting President Trump in the next election. Um, I I am I am happy and proud to say that I am a proud Republican, uh, but I think that this this is just another example of fake media, left wing media, uh, pandering. This was a stage to make everyone look good to say we have twenty qualified candidates. There were no hard, hard questions asked. God knows that, uh, uh, I mean, I'm looking at a, a, a screenshot of the stage right now. Uh, Senator Gillibrand 
an A plus rating with the NRA at one time. Uh, uh, Senator Harris, as Attorney General of California, who has a terrible record on human rights. Bernie San- Sanders, an admitted communist or socialist communist. Uh, uh, Joe Joe Biden. Uh, we can go into all of Joe Biden. Uh, Mr. Yang, uh, who who has uh, really um, questionable business ties. I mean, this is a there, there, there was there was plenty of red meat here for a journalist, but there was no jur- no NBC chose not to send any journalists. They se- chose to send Democrat co-conspirators. Were there any answers specifically that bothered you from the candidates? Well, first of all, it's hard to answer that because there wasn't, wasn't that many questions asked. There were interruptions and statements made, but I wouldn't say that they were answers to questions. And certainly, uh, is it Ms. Ms. Williams? Uh, Marianne Williamson. Mar- Marianne Williams. Her closing statements were, were uh, disturbing. Uh, out of touch, um, and I, 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 I don't like to go here, but I question whether she wasn't under the influence of some sort of a, a substance, mind, mind-altering substance. Um, that I thought that was disturbing, and 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 not only do I find it disturbing, I think that goes to. The question of why was she on the stage to begin with? I mean, there are a lot of uh, people on the stage that are not serious candidates. Uh, there's a lot of question. There, there was thirteen candidates. They, they arrived by qualifying under the initial rules, and NBC, as a co-conspirator, uh, allowed twenty people, um, including uh, Mayor De Blasio, on the stage last night. So I, I think I think all these things. Maybe there should be an investigation mm-hmm. as to how this happened, and 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 I think I think the person who should be most disturbed about all this, of course, of course, and obviously, is Bernie Sanders, who was robbed for two and a half years ago. Um, now, there's been a lot of controversy about how much time has been given to certain candidates. Did you feel like that there was too much time given to some candidates, or too much time, too little time given to others? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an observation about you, my friend, last night, who thought in the in the lead up to the debate that Elizabeth Warren would get the most time, and I believe when you put the clock to each candidate last night, Senator Booker and uh, Klobuchar and, and no, Castro. No, I I think it was I think it was oh it was Senator Booker and Senator O'Rourke or, or Congressman, Congressman O'Rourke. O'Rourke got the most time. Uh, last night, um, I, I I don't I I, I, I and, and and certainly if you want to look at tonight, I think Senator Gillibrand was ridiculously aggressive in trying to hog the microphone, and even though Senator Harris admonished the other candidates for hogging the uh, mic and making an argument, she did her own fair amount of hogging uh, of the microphone herself. But again. If, if, if I'm going to be 
one person on the stage over the last two nights is outraged. I'm going to be Bernie Sanders, who, you know, 13 is not enough. They're going to expand it to 20. And, and let's face facts. If the Democrats had had their way two and a half years ago, Hillary Clinton would not have even been the nominee. The Democrats, with their, with their superdelegates, uh, you know, rigged the election to Hillary. And, and, and there's no question Bernie got robbed. And and so um, if if you're looking at what we have now, Bernie is probably continuing to get robbed. Well, I think we have time for one more question. Okay. Uh, so after watching these debates over these two nights, based on the performances in these debates, who do you think has the best chance of going up against Donald Trump, and who do you think... That out of all the candidates that made the debates both nights, or either of the two nights, who, which one of them do you think has the least chance of going up against Trump? Well, I think Ms. Williams, while she will get a little publicity tonight for her, her um, dramatic closing remark, uh, I think she has zero chance of going up against uh, President Trump. And, and I, I still believe, and not only based on the strength of these debates, but everything else that's going on in the country and in the national debate, that the best, the person with the best chance to face Donald Trump uh, is uh, Vice President Biden. I do believe that NBC and ABC and CNN do not want him. They will attack him hard and try to defeat him. Um, they, I, think, I think it's pretty evident that they like um, Senator Warren um, and they would even like Senator Sanders. But I, I still believe, I, I believe as a Republican that the best shot to defeat, the Democrats have to defeat Donald Trump is Vice President Biden. All right, and uh, with that, we're going to wrap it up. Make sure to listen uh, to uh, the 50th episode, uh, the four-person uh, roundtable coming July uh, 8th on Tuesday. Uh, and uh, thank you again for joining me. Thank you thank, again for being thank, my guest. Thank you, Nolan. Um, and thank you all for listening. Good night. In just one week, four political pundits will come together on the biggest episode of Politics Weekly yet. It's the Politics Weekly 50th episode event coming July 8th on the Nolan Clearing Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and more. Truth, justice, decency, equality, freedom, democracy. She is a front runner for the Democratic nomination for president in 2020. She's been at odds with Trump on multiple occasions. You'll accuse me of lying, so I need to be correct as best I can. I do want you to be honest. I'm not able to uh, be rushed this fast. It makes me nervous. This is Kamala Harris, and this is her story. The Candidates. Donald Trump has got to be defeated, and I intend to do everything that I can with every other progressive in America, making sure that that happens. Their stories. 
We got a real opportunity to build something. And their fight for the White House. Keep America great! Exclamation point. Keep America great. This is Presidential Profile 2020. At that inflection moment, where were you? This is that moment. It's our job to remind the American people that we're looking out for them. So all of you, showing the country how you do this. The special interests and the powerful have such an outsized influence and outcome to restore our democracy. Kamala Devai Harris was born on October 20th, 1964 to Tamil and Shamla in Oakland, California. Kamala, who is mixed race, is of Jamaican descent. Kamala's name is a Sanskrit word for locust flower. She has one sibling, Maya. The family resided in Berkeley until Kamala was seven years old when her parents got a divorce. Shamala received custody of Kamala. Harris graduated from the University of California. As an adult, Harris took an interest in law. She was Deputy Attorney General for Almeda County from 1990 to 1998, until 2004 when she ran for San Francisco District Attorney. She defeated two-term incumbent Terrence Hoannon. In April of that year, Isaac Espinoza, a San Francisco police department officer, was murdered. Harris controversially opted not to seek the death penalty for his murderer. Eventually, Senator Dianne Feinstein, who previously served as the city's mayor, encouraged Harris to seek the death penalty, but Harris still declined to do so. Eventually, Espinoza's killer was given life in prison. Harris founded the Back on Track initiative to get nonviolent drug offenders a second chance. The program was controversial as illegal immigrants were a part of it. However, Republican Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger eventually signed it into law. Harris ran unopposed in 2007 for re-election. In 2008, rumors spread that Harris could be making a run for the presidency. She instead supported Illinois Senator Barack Obama over New York Senator and former First Lady Hillary Clinton. We have now, in particular, a nominee. In 2008, Harris announced her candidacy for Attorney General of California in 2010. She faced off against Republican Los Angeles District Attorney Steve Cooley. A favorable year for Republicans made the race down to the wire. On election night, Jerry Brown defeated Meg Whitman easily in the gubernatorial election, and Barbara Boxer took down Carly Fiorina in the U.S. Senate race. This gave Harris a slight boost. On election day, she defeated Cooley by a narrow 46 to 45 percent margin. As attorney general, she took a more tough-on-crime approach, supporting the death penalty more often and enforcing strict anti-prostitution laws. I've been consistent my whole career. Um, 
My career has been based on an understanding, one, that as a prosecutor, my duty was to seek and make sure that the most vulnerable and voiceless among us are protected. And that is why I have personally prosecuted violent crime that includes rape, child molestation, and homicide. In 2014, Harris ran for re-election and faced off against former California Deputy Attorney General Ronald Gold, who ran as a Republican. She beat him by a comfortable 57 to 42 percent margin. In 2016, Harris was rumored to be chosen as the running mate to former Secretary of State, former New York Senator, and former First Lady Hillary Clinton, who was running on the Democratic line for president against Republican New York businessman Donald Trump. However, Harris declined the opportunity, instead running for the U.S. Senate seat left vacant by retiring Democrat Barbara Boxer. Harris faced one Democrat in the general election, Congresswoman Loretta Sanchez. Harris defeated Sanchez by a landslide 61-38% to 38 margin upon joining the U.S. Senate. She became a harsh critic of President Donald Trump. She came to promise for her scathing questions towards Trump cabinet picks. But if that parent has a four-year-old child, what do you plan on doing with that child? The child under law goes to HHS for care and custody. They will be separated from their parent. Just and like so we do question, in the United States so, every day. So they will be separated from their parent. In the Senate, Harris supported Medicare for All and took a fiscally and socially liberal stance on the issues. Harris became an instant rising star in the Democratic Party with many recommending her for president in 2020. And in January 2019, Harris officially made her announcement on ABC's Good Morning America. First elected to the Senate in 2016 after 20 years as a prosecutor, including stints as the District Attorney for San Francisco and Attorney General of California. And Senator Harris has also been laying the groundwork for a run for the White House. It is great to have you with us on this special holiday. Do you have an announcement you'd like to make? I am running for president of the United States. Well, and, <laughs> and I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. You, you mentioned polls showed Harris amongst the top three Democrats nationally, along with former Vice President and former Delaware Senator Joe Biden and Vermont Senator and former Congressman Bernie Sanders. Now she hopes to be the first woman president. And I believe for all of us, history will say, and our children and our grandchildren will ask at that inflection moment, where were you? Stay tuned to Politics Weekly every Tuesday and now President Review every Friday for a new segment for Presidential Profiles 2020. Coming July 9th. I think that as a society, that's something that we should be striving. 50 episodes. I guess cautiously optimistic would be my view. Four unlikely guests. I feel like it's just all purely political. One epic celebration. The 50th episode of Politics Weekly, an epic four-person roundtable celebration, coming July 8th on the Nolan Cleary Network, on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more.